All right, Snack Attack crew, assemble. Feeling that mid-afternoon slump? Need a protein boost that doesn't involve boring protein bars? Well, let me introduce y'all to my new favorite obsession, wonderful pistachios. Y'all, these little green guys aren't just your average nut. They're protein powerhouses, packing a whopping six grams per ounce. That's over 10% of your daily value. And here's a confession. I used to be a cracker. You know, the kind of girl who enjoys the satisfying pop of opening each one. But let's be honest, sometimes convenience is king. And that's where their no-shell options comes in perfect for on-the-go snacking. Plus, they come in flavors like chili roasted and sea salt and vinegar. So there's something for everyone, even the picky gals. But here's the kicker. Wonderful pistachios are a complete protein, meaning they have all nine essential amino acids your body needs. So next time you're feeling sluggish, ditch the sugary treats and grab a handful of these green gems. I promise y'all they will keep you fueled and feeling your best, whether you're conquering carpool duties or crushing deadlines. And seriously, these are my go-to snack. I keep a bag in my purse. I keep one at the office. I even stash a few on the side of my bed for those late night cravings. This year, I want you to treat yourself to something delicious and good for you. So head over to wonderfulpistachios.com and explore their amazing flavors and sizes. Trust me, your taste buds and your body will thank you. This is Germany. And this is Brittany. And this is the Black Girl Bravado Podcast. A motivating and encouraging podcast where we focus on building community amongst colorful women alike. Join us weekly as we sit down and have candid conversations on various topics and issues surrounding self-care, self-love, mental health and wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and much more. And trust, when we don't have the answers, we'll call on our expert homegirls who do. Our intention is to create a safe space for growth, inspiration, laughter, and love free of judgment in hopes that after you listen, you're a little more knowledgeable or at least a little more entertained than before. It's homegirl vibes here. Real, raw, and a little funny. A lot of fucking funny. So thanks for tuning in to the Black Girl Bravado Podcast. Let's start the show, cuties. Hey, homegirls. Welcome back, Bravado Babes. It's good to hear from you. Good to see you. It's been a long goddamn It's good to still be Standing. My God. Standing. It has been a very trying week. Oh, Lord. And you know what? Honestly, truly, the week ain't even over. We're recording this early. Oh, yeah. Just to give a disclaimer, we're recording this early. And with the way the world is going on right now, by the time this goes off, some more shit may have popped off. So don't think we're ignorant. Right. We were just recording this earlier and we missed it. Yeah. But we'll come back and talk about it next week. Right. So anyway, how are you doing? Oh, man, it's been a trying week, Lord Jesus. Man. But he's still on the throne. Um, when we know, say dragged by the pussy lips, this week was the epitome of my pussy lip being dragged. Come okay? on. Clit just hanging. All out. God. All out. Brawl out. Seriously. I mean. It really took a change, even from when we originally posted this last last week's episode. Mm-hmm. Talking about coping with the racial trauma. Yeah, like that was Monday. Can you believe everything that's transpired since last Monday? I think it was just kind of like we were shocked on Monday. But then as time went on and the shock wore off, it was like, 
enraged activism yeah. kicked in. It's like, okay, what are what are we really doing? How are we um, contributing to the movement in a real way? Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like so many people, this has flipped a switch in them. For sure. And it's turned on their black activism, which is beautiful. The yes. more people we have in the movement, the better. For sure. Um, we're learning so much, y'all. The Black Square, we just going to get back into it. Let's get into it. The Black Square post. That Black Square po- post flipped and tumbled that That internet, almost divided baby. our family. <laughs> so let's just talk about it. So <laughs> Almost divided our house. So. Ooh, child. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Open it up. So. I'm keeping it a buck with you. If I'm keeping it two Virgils with you. Yeah, keep it two Virgils. I am new to this activism thing, right? Like, I feel feel enraged. Like, I feel sad when I see the police brutality, the racial injustices, the microaggressions, all of that. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not new to that. I definitely feel it. But when it comes to being an activist and just really, like, vocalizing, especially on social media, like, I'll have conversations with my friends in group chats. That's usually where my anger is released and the conversations are had with my friends in group chats or in person, right? Mm -hmm. That's usually how I get my shit off. Right. But... Lately, we've had to take different measures. Lately, we've been, I've been vocalizing myself more and showing action on social media, social activism. Social media activist. Yeah, I'm hella new there. Right. And so, with this George Floyd incident, um, there's been different ways people have been doing their part in the fight, right? right? And on Tuesday, I believe it is. Yeah, it was Tuesday. The Black Black Square, the Black Black Square saga (laughs) hit the timeline. So it's about 11 o'clock at night, like late 10, close to 11 (laughs) o'clock at night. And I'm seeing all of my friends upload Black Squares. Right. (laughs) People that have been what I thought were like social activists. Yeah, in the know. In the know. And I'm not even going to lie. When I saw the first couple of Black Squares pop up on my timeline, I'm like, because there was no caption, there was just like a hashtag Black Lives Matter or defund the police, things of that sort. So I'm like, hey, where, where are all the black squares coming from? What are we posting black squares for? Right. <laughs> and so I called myself doing research mm-hmm. to figure out why the black squares were being posted because nobody was saying why in the caption. And so I did my little 10 <laughs> minute, I did like about 10 to 15 minutes worth of research. And from what I gathered, the black square was a way to show solidarity with the movement, with the movement, which I'm like, for sure. We the mother niggas because I'm down with my, my niggas, niggas, period. My niggas are posting black squares. <laughs> we ride it. So I'm like, oh, for sure. That was basically we ride at dawn. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm with you. Yeah. I am with you. Yeah, so we I'm like, riding. my niggas are posting black squares. Mm-hmm. And then there was more information posted saying like, we're not posting selfies. Yeah. We're not doing any promo. We're not doing any promo. We're focusing on the issue at hand. I'm like, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I saw Rihanna post. I'm like, Rihanna's definitely (laughs) with the shit. Pull up. Um, And she was like, blackout. We're not spending any money. Yeah. I'm closing down Savage by Fenty for however many hours. I had gotten an email from Savage by Fenty X. Savage, whatever. Savage X by Fenty. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. And I even said in the group chat. I was like, yeah, you were like, no, purchasing. no purchasing, no spending blackout. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm admitting it. I was like, no, we're not spending. We're blacking out. So there were a couple of different messages. I woke up the next morning and, um, 
I went on the Instagram and I was like, I, woo. <laughs> It had really got flipped and tumbled. People were like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys posting these black squares? You have undid all of the work, years of work of Black Lives Matter with all these damn black posts being posted. You guys are so stupid. I'm like, hold on, hold on. What did I, one thing I don't like to be is stupid. Embarrassed. They embarrassed. And then I had some people under my comments like remove the Black Lives Matter hashtag. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. Yeah. (laughs) And then as the day went on, I, I was educated. Yeah, everybody was educated. I was educated. I mean, not even before, not even as the day went on, really early in the morning. Yeah, So as hours went by. I, I was too educated. woke up and I'm like, hold on now. The, the, the table has been flipped and tumbled. The table was shaking, okay? That yeah. Black Lives Matter hashtag table was shaking. Okay. I get up, I'm like, now, I don't know if y'all know, but I barely post anything. There hasn't been anything posted on my feed. You too. Yeah. Since February. Mm-hmm. So... It takes a lot for me to put something on the feed. So I said, I'm standing. I'm willing to post this. Yeah. Child. When I got up, first off, the group chat was in in, up in arms. I'm like, now I'm waking up at seven o'clock seeing Mm -hmm. all this going on. I'm like, what could possibly going on? We're standing in solidarity. How could have gone wrong? Right. And I'm like, people definitely saying, you guys have undid the work. Everything that people have done. You guys don't know what you're doing. Oh, you know, and luckily it was a homegirl listener who was slid in my DMs and she's like, sis, by the time you wake up, because she sent it earlier, probably East Coast time. Mm -hmm. She was like, by the time you wake up and see this, you'll probably already have some comments. She was like, but just letting you know, sis, take out the Black Lives Matter hashtag. We're using Blackout Tuesday if you feel the need to post a square. I said, child, I don't know. what." And once that was brought to my attention, it did make perfect sense. And I was it like, did. damn, my bad. Like, it yes, did. of course, like the Black Lives Matter hashtag shouldn't be blacked out. There is some really pertinent information there. And I feel horrible. I did, too. I, you know, I was shook. I'm yeah. like, luckily, we were able to rely on each other. It was a support group that day because mm-hmm. shit like that will have me just so t- we torn felt, up. We felt really bad. And also, I was like, Brittany, you got to you got to do better. Like, it really was a learning moment. It was. It was a learning moment for sure. Some people were going hella hard, not taking that away from it. But I'm like, this was a learning moment. Honestly, we're in a, uh, the Black Lives Matter movement has been going on. For years. For years, you know, six, seven years, like people have been saying. Mm -hmm. But the, the level at which it's at right now, where people are actively like working collectively towards one goal everybody there's like uh, so many people who are like okay we're we're in the fight mm-hmm. it's real as fuck now like it's been real but honey it, we we got our boots on now the fire has been turned up yeah the fire has been turned up and we in the streets with it so you know to have all these people and social media people are using social media in a different way we we learn to use social media um, more efficiently more effectively each year right yeah. so the way we were using instagram six years ago is not the way that we're using instagram currently right we're really connected through the news everything twitter was what instagram is now six years ago mm-hmm. you know the way people were like i'll go to twitter for my news which people still do yeah for but sure. at That's this when point you really get the hot hot you, yeah it's hot but people are also using instagram to stay connected like that's how you get your news your now yeah checking. i haven't had cable in years and i don't have to have it because of right instagram and Twitter so I can see where you know the issue lies but in the same regard like we're all new here we're all just trying to figure out how to stand in solidarity and how to do our part so what was most disheartening was people not responding in love to 
towards educating others. Yeah, the condescending tone. You know, like you can't say fuck people who are uneducated because at the end of the day, we all black lives matter. We all, we're black here. And we're just trying to do our part. Now, would you rather us say, actually, I feel stupid now. I don't want to be a part of the movement at all. There's nothing I feel like I can contribute because I fucked up or say, hey, y'all, we got to do better. This is how you do better. Like if you're new to activism, this is how you really make sure that you focus, pay attention to detail because everything matters and it's crucial to either moving the movement forward or pushing the movement back. Yeah, or fucking up the We almost took it back 400 years. I'm like, hey. That's what I felt like. And But you know, honestly- I learned from that. I appreciate the people who are educating with love and have yeah. given, showing us a little grace because they understand that we're new here. And they also understand that we're, it's important for us to stay in the fight. Yes. Um, but I learned. I've been double checking wh- who's organizing this protest. Right. <laughs> who's put this together? Where's this information coming from? I definitely have been double checking things that I share. And again, I'm not perfect, but I've been educating myself. Yeah. And, it, it, you know, it was a mistake. We, we admitted it. And I think most majority of people who had to delete their black square admitted mistake was made. I get it. Yes. I get it. But again, <laughs> new here. Yeah. We're new to the activism. Yeah. And it's been a lifestyle for a lot of people. And we appreciate y'all because. Yeah. If you've been doing the work and you're the, the leaders and the, you know, people who are really at the front of the grassroots efforts. Yeah. Great. You know, but we're just coming here and just be mindful that if you are one of the people who know hella information and hella much about what's taking place, be kind because at one point you didn't. Okay. We all start somewhere. So hello, we we're baby activists. And so that's the thing. That's the thing that I don't like is when people try to act like they're superior or yeah. get on a high horse. It's like, Actually, we're all trying to fight for the same goddamn thing. And if you know everything, then stop us before we make a fucking detrimental mistake. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. I'm like, hey. As soon as we started this fight, put out the guidelines. <laughs> hey, now you're here. This is what you got to do. Right. So, um. So, yeah, that, that, um, that whole Tuesday was like, okay. And I had to say, hold on. Step back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like. Wind it back, gal. Wind it back, back. gal restore yeah because you still got to sit up here and you still got to be a part of this fight yeah you can't let anybody deter you because they want to be condescending or nasty mm-hmm. fuck you we're yeah. family and luckily the next day it was like it didn't even happen yeah so that felt good um, it was awesome but otherwise it's been a challenging week what i felt what i found to be um challenging in addition to the black square situation because that was hard <laughs> Was still having to show up to work. Oh, Germany. You know, with so many uh, black people, uh, you know, we're going through black indigenous people. Yeah. We're really feeling it. You know, so many emotions happen to wear two hats, have this double consciousness of being in the workplace, being, of course, in our Negro selves. And it's just hard. I'm like, you know, nobody has held space for me at work. Yeah. Not that I need you to, but acknowledge. There's, there, I, I don't know if I want you to acknowledge, but fuck offer you know it was last week's episode where i said that my co-workers had made some ignorant comments and i didn't address them at that time they yeah. had made them that day on tuesday so imagine the black square couple with the co-workers mm-hmm. a lot so some of my co-workers live in areas where some looting was occurring and in the in the office chat that we have um, my coworkers reached out and checked up on that coworker to make sure that they were okay. Mm-hmm. Not once was there any mention about what happened to George Floyd. Right. 
police brutality in general. The reason why matter. there's protesting right. and which has been why some looting has occurred. Right. No, no mention about that. And it was just concerned about what Donald, Donald Trump and, and I was just like, you know what? I got to say something. Mm -hmm. And it was really tough because it's already hard because, well, at least for me, I already have it programmed in my mind that they don't give a fuck because if you gave a fuck, you would have said something. Mm -hmm. And I'm the minority here. There's only two black people. And I don't want to come shaking the table and be looked at as an angry black person. Right. But I'm like, at the same goddamn time, like, why are we really, why are we really having this conversation? Like, no, I'm tired. Y'all, yeah. I got to say something. So I said something. Good for you. My coworker said something too. And girl, and boys <laughs> that are listening, it turned into a thing. Girl, we ended up on a Zoom call. Everybody was expressing that they were so sorry for being insensitive. And I'm just like, if you are one of those people who like, like you just blew, you blew up and you sad to say something to your coworkers, I feel for you. If you're one of those people who felt like you didn't feel safe enough to say something to your coworkers, I feel you too. Mm -hmm. It's been tough on top of the battle that we're already fighting. We got to go into these corporate spaces and fight again. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And you could tell everybody's feeling. Everybody's looking around. Whether you're Black Lives Matter. All Lives Matter. But I'm like. You know what it is over here. And I need you guys. I'm the only black person. I need in a lapel pin. Right. Something I could just wear. That I'm I can from, just wear proud. Black Lives. You want to know where I stand? Black Lives Matter. Yeah. I know. We need to. You know what? Radical Pins has a. a black Lives Matter one. Black Lives Matter. And I'm rooting for everybody black. I need that. Yeah, radical pins. Stepping into these spaces, this is who I'm with. Right, we ain't got to talk about it. I'm just gonna but be just about know. it. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. So, so you it's know. been tough. Like that was emotionally draining. Have you ever dreamed of effortlessly conversing in another language? Whether it's for that upcoming international trip, connecting with family and friends, diving deep into a new culture, or simply adding a new skill to your repertoire, learning a new language opens up a world of opportunities. But let's face it, traditional methods like textbooks and classroom learning can be a drag. That's where Rosetta Stone comes in. As the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years, Rosetta Stone offers a revolutionary approach that truly immerses you in the language you want to learn without relying on CDs or DVDs. Picture this, you're effortlessly conversing in Spanish on the streets of Barcelona, ordering tapas like a local, or discussing the latest French designers with Parisians. So sexy, right? With Rosetta Stone's intuitive process, you'll learn naturally starting with words, then phrases, then full sentences. And with over 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish, the possibilities are endless. Rosetta Stone's speech recognition technology, including the True Accent feature, acts like a personal trainer for your accent, providing instant feedback on your pronunciation. Plus, with both desktop and app options available, along with offline lesson downloads and an audio companion, learning for the babe on the go has never been easier. And here's the best part. For a limited time, Rosetta Stone is offering a lifetime membership for 50% off, y'all. 
That's right, lifetime access to all 25 language courses for half the price. Don't miss out on this amazing deal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, BGB listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com backslash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com backslash today. Hey, bookies, we got something special for you. Are you ready to dive into a celebration of blackness that's as diverse as the experience it represents? Well, NPR has got you covered with Black Stories, Black Truths. This is a groundbreaking collection that's more than just a podcast. It's Revelation. What does black representation in media mean to you? Because to me... It's about breaking down stereotypes, challenging biases, and also showcasing the rich tapestry of black experiences. For sure. Absolutely. And Black Stories, Black Truths is the epitome of this celebration. Each episode is a living account of what it truly means to be black today. And it's told from a unique black perspective. And I feel like these aren't just stories like they're narratives of joy, resilience, empowerment, and also the incredible ability to create world-shifting things out of the struggle. Seriously, you'll hear about everything from pop culture icons like Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama, to discussions on vital topics like reparations, y'all. There's really no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Have you tuned in yet? One of my favorite episodes is the one on how real self-care takes real systemic change. That's a must-listen. Yeah, I really think the hosts bring a tone that's celebratory. It's also informative and reflective, which I really can appreciate. Every episode is a journey. It offers a range of emotions and perspectives that keeps you hooked from start to finish. As soon as I turn it on, I'm like, "Mm." and let's not forget black perspectives haven't always been at the forefront of America's story. But now they are the story. Period. So this is not just a podcast, y'all. It's a collection of some of NPR's best episodes showcasing the brilliance and resilience of the black experience. And we know NPR is known for its commitment to diverse storytelling. But with them presenting black stories, black truths, I would say that this is NPR with the noir twist. (laughs) So what are you waiting for? Turn on NPR today and immerse yourself in a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and black as the incredible country we reflect. And remember, stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, available wherever you get your podcast. Ladies, let's talk real talk here. You probably have days when the PMS has you feeling like you could eat anything in sight. My goodness, the cravings and the general discomfort. Well, say goodbye to those days with Hormone Harmony from Happy Mammoth. Let's dive into why Hormone Harmony is not just another supplement, but a true game changer. First off, it's not just a trend. It's a phenomenon. Social media is buzzing with women singing praises about Hormone Harmony. In fact, a bottle flies off the shelves every 24 seconds. Can y'all believe that? Now let's talk about Happy Mammoth. The brilliant minds behind this wonderful product. They're all about making your life easier and that means no compromises on quality. They've meticulously crafted Hormone Harmony using only science-backed ingredients proven to work wonders for women like us. But here's my favorite part. 
Hormone Harmony contains adaptogens, nature's little miracle workers. These herbal extracts help your body adapt to life stressors, especially those pesky hormonal changes that can throw us off balance. And here's the kicker. Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. It's your secret weapon against those hormonal imbalances that can wreak havoc on your life. From hot flashes and night sweats to racing thoughts and low moods, Hormone Harmony has got your back. And yes, it even tackles the occasional bloat and that not tonight boo feeling. (laughs) The real benefit here, the real win, feeling like yourself again. That's why countless women are raving about it in over 17,000 glowing reviews. We love a verified product, honey. Now here's your chance to experience the magic firsthand. For a limited time, you can get a fabulous 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BRAVADO at checkout. So what are you waiting for, homegirl? Say hello to balanced hormones and goodbye to those days of feeling like a roller coaster. Your journey to hormone harmony starts now. You know what I'm saying? Like having to explain to them and like. Ugh. Girl, it, it's been hard. Telling them to watch 13th. Oh, yeah. I'm rooting that. for everybody black. Um, it's, it's been, a, it's been just, a tough, tough week, y'all. And then just I've cried so many tears. Just thinking about how this is nothing new for us. You know I know. What I'm saying like we've been in this same exact fight generation after generation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. year after year. It's just a different name, a different police officer. Yeah, different city. Different city. Like I'm reading this book, The Short and Tragic Life of Robert Peace, about this boy, mm-hmm. um, who was raised like in Newark mm-hmm. and he was born around the time of the 1967 riots in Newark. And then when I was reading that portion of the book, I'm like, this shit is happening right now. Yeah. Like this is happening right now. But anyways, he ended up going to an Ivy league school. His dad was a drug dealer who got caught up with, um, murder that he didn't actually commit. And he ended up dying. The guy who went to the Ivy League school ended up Mm. getting involved with drugs after graduating from Yale. Oh, what the fuck? Like, it's a really deep book. And so I'm reading that right now in the midst of all this happening. And as I'm reading it and all the shit that's happening back then that's lining up with right now, I'm like, why is this still happening? Yeah. How many more generations are we going to have to get out into the streets to get y'all to get the shit together? Yeah. It's the same old, same old, same old, same old. But, um, you know we're here together we're we've we're feeling united as a people i will say that girl i'd be like hey to all my black people and i yeah and i'm like men hey hey brother black men stand up and fight value us (laughs) because we value the hell out of them yeah you know we do we do there's a lot of work that's being done both in internally and externally inside of the community and outside of the community the support for um lgbtqia plus has risen Mm -hmm. the support for the trans community the black trans community has risen so you know and things like that parts like that of this are is what's beautiful to see yeah there's the the parts that like hurt me to my core but then there's the parts where i'm like this is beautiful like yeah we're growing we're coming together and we're growing together we are so we're all here together and speaking of us being together i will say that 
with uh, everything that's been going on, there's been this call to action for white creatives, white brands or big brands to amplify black voices, amplify melanin voices um, and quiet themselves. But it's been a little uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. to say the least, that so many whites, uh, Caucasians, whatever you want to call others, have found their way into what we consider our spaces. Not only our black, but our intimate space. You know, this is our safe space. This is where we can just be who Who we we are are. and not have to police ourselves. Because when we go out into the streets and out into work, there's a lot of code switching. There's a lot of policing. There's a lot of double consciousness happening. There's a lot of quieting our voices and toning ourselves down to be palatable. All the time. Exactly. So here we don't have to do that because we 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 cut from the same cloth, baby. Same blood running through our veins. We already know the vibes. Yeah. You know, rich recognizes rich. Mm. You feel me? So uh, what's been a little uncomfortable is having so many uh, non-black, non-POC people coming to the page and following it or maybe listening to the show when that's not honestly what we need. Yeah. That's not what we need. That's not really what we value. We hold so dearly and hold so strongly to the people who organically find this show, who organically find resonance um, because of common ancestry, because of common lineage, because of common story, because of common experience. And to have people just come in is, I mean, weird, uncomfortable, strange, because this really isn't the space for you. When we're saying amplify black voices, um, we're saying opportunity. Yes. You know, we're we saying should have equal opportunity. Right. We want to have a platform and a, a chance at having our community on the same level as your community. But we still want it to be our community. Exactly. We're not looking to diversify our community. Right. I mean, I don't know how how difficult that might be to understand. And it's not being racist. It's not being prejudiced. It's not being anything. It's just saying, honestly, truly, this space is for us bias. It's for black, indigenous people of color, for people of color. Yes. Specifically black. You know, of course, whoever finds resonance, but it's for us by us. And it's always been that way. So we're not seeking to have white people sit in and listen and join in on the conversation and find this to be valuable. If you find it valuable, fine. But that's not what we're looking for. Yeah. We're looking for opportunity. Yes. That's it. Like if you, if they're white podcasts that have the uh, advantage or the experience of showcasing their platform on said show with said brand these partnerships then our podcast and our community should have the same opportunities right to bring our girlfriends to where their people are yes you know so i think that's been the challenge and i think i've seen that across the board amongst black creatives i've seen it too everybody has been that, saying that the same message thing. has been amplified yeah it's like we're you, it's like you're here okay so what's your purpose what right what now like we didn't need that. Right. We really didn't need that. And less of balanced black girl, uh, her and I were talking and it's like, bro, <laughs> it, it's just hitting different. <laughs> it's hitting different. Like we have our, we have a mic. People have been asking her to come and speak on their show. And she's like, bro, I have a show. 
Yeah, someone asked me to come speak on their show too, and I was like, no. That's not that's not what we're doing here. I'm not here to speak on your show. It's I want to speak on my show. It's uncomfortable. Or my people show. Yes, and and she was even saying that she feels like there's a step that's being missed. Yeah. Like we're really like we get it. You guys are coming up. Something's missing. I think I think what a lot of them were doing was like it's kind of like what we did with the black square. You know what I'm saying? Like there was, there's definitely was a peace moving. Like I want to do this to show that yes. I'm standing in solidarity, but I'm not really doing the work and the research to see how I can actually stand in solidarity yes. and make it count. Yes, 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 yes. It was like, let me just do this. Yes. Let me go look on, type in black girl podcast on, and in see, Apple podcast and, and find see all the what, ones that are connected. You know yeah. how they just give you a bunch of long lists. Okay. Use this pipe. Use this. this yes. Is black girls in the wellness space. Exactly. Black girls who are using this nutrition. Yeah. Black girls who are using therapy. Like what? Right. And so it's a learning moment. It is a learning moment, but it definitely is. It's a learning moment. So now if you really want to show that you rock it, that you're standing in solidarity with us and you want to amplify our voices, our message, well, this is what you can do. Many of us have provided steps yes. and things that will really help us. So implement some of those. Do some of those things if you're really with the movement. If not, then unfollow us and continue doing whatever the fuck you were doing. Because yeah. We don't need people just sitting here staring at us. Right. We don't. We've been thriving long enough. We have our people who really fuck with us mm-hmm. already. Period. So. So hopefully that makes sense. Because it's kind of uncomfortable. And I'm proud of us. I am too. For being vocal and letting people know, um, yeah, we don't need your sympathy. And we don't need you fucking mass ta- tagging everybody on one post. Follow Black Girl Provider. Follow Therapy for Black Girl. Follow Black Black Girl. I'm like, we get it. Yeah. There's a handful of us who are doing this work. There's plenty of people who are doing this work. But, you know, like, that ain't the vibe. No, it's not. That's not the vibe. So... Uh, yeah. Another good thing that I've seen come from this is that um, people are making the pledge to circulate the black dollar. Come on. Talk about it. Talk about it. We all know that there's power in the dollar. And we have a lot of black businesses, a lot of black creators who can provide us with the things that we need. These major corporations are affiliated with the prison industrial complex. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're supporting Donald motherfucking Trump. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know when we take back our power, our dollar, they got to get to fucking changing some things. Yes. So I really liked seeing like black people posting black businesses. Yes. Creating like a black marketplace yes. where we can support each other. And it's also nice that um, platforms like Yelp have now made it easier to find black businesses. Oh, yeah. Postmates or maybe Uber Eats. Yes. Black restaurants. Black restaurants. I think for Uber Eats, um, all black restaurants have no delivery fee. Good. Good. I know Yelp, when you get on there, like we made it easier to find black owned businesses in your area for whatever it is that you need. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's what we need, actually. We want to be able to support our own. Because it is hard. See, support black-owned businesses. Yep. It is tough. We we can admit that it's tough. Because there's been systems. The system, shit. The system Mm -hmm. has been put in place. Yeah. To keep us down. But we're breaking every chain. So make sure 
just for the Yelp, if you have a business and you're a black owned business, make sure you add it and update your business listing to Yelp, please. So that you can be put in the black owned business. Yeah. And, and if you know one personally, if you don't have a business, you can also add it. I'm looking oh, at really? it now. Okay. Yeah. It says, don't see one of your favorite black owned businesses listed on Yelp. You can add them. If you notice any information that needs to be updated, such as business hours, phone number or website, you can suggest changes made by the listing. So all, all we have to do is all help keep things updated with the most accurate information so we can help our community connect with these black owned businesses. Mm-hmm. Make sure we share our experiences which is really good positive experiences um actively follow share promote uh yeah let's make it a thing we're we have to be involved just as we're asking all these white allies to be involved yeah for sure you know there's a part that we all play yeah so so speaking about the part that you play that was our little new week new tea sorry yes um the part that you play is making sure that you subscribe to this podcast rate review send some kind words in the ratings and reviews are extremely important it helps our podcast gain more notoriety and visibility Mm -hmm. so you know that's the way that you support that's the way that you just say hey i like what you guys are doing Mm -hmm. i appreciate it it adds value to my life let me go ahead and drop a little something here yes for sure yeah we love that and so let's highlight our review of the week let's get it this review comes from Corey V313. Hey, girl. It's 313. 313. Two, one. Okay. Three, anyway. three, one. Oh, you thinking of 381. Hey, God. Ho. Oh, 313. Ain't that um Detroit? Maybe. Oh. Let us know, Corey. Dope AF is what she says. I just had to come through and let you all know how much I enjoy and look forward to this podcast. It was like one day I didn't even know y'all, and the next day, y'all my sisters. We are. And whenever I see a new episode, I got to go listen. Mm-hmm. Y'all are doing the Lord's work with this podcast. You Gets me it. together every time. And I love the new cover photo. So glad to see y'all beautiful faces. Girl, where you been? That ain't new. <laughs> <laughs> it's been here for a while. Maybe you just back here. I don't know. But thank you. Thank you. We love appreciate you so you, Corey. much. 313 is Detroit. Oh, okay. It is. She's from the D. She must be. Eight um, Mile Road. <laughs> So another way you can support the podcast is by joining us over on Patreon. Yes. Patreon is a monetary journey that we are on. It helps to fund a lot of what happens with the show. All of Once COVID-19 is up and we out of quarantine, quarantine, quarantine. We are getting on the plane and we pulling up on y'all. Period. We have to. Mando. We had a whole list of places where you wanted to come this year. (laughs) I don't know if COVID said... COVID said, actually, you won't be gathering. Right. (laughs) So um, maybe we'll try it again soon next year. But it's really important. Your monthly gift subscription helps to, you know, keep these black girls lights on. It does. for No, for real. And um, what was I going to say? In exchange for your dollar, for your black dollar, uh, we provide playlists, affirmations, journal prompts, bonus episodes, um, tons of information intimate over conversations there. Intimate between convers- Germany and I. Yes. Where we get a little bit beyond, below the surface. Yes. We meet uh, weekly for our book club yes, on Zoom. Yes, we do. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, make sure you join us over on Patreon. Please do. The information is down in the show notes. We also have a giveaway coming up, like, soon, soon. Yeah. So, 
we will shout out our new patrons for the week as yep. of today as of today if don't you get on after, there dragging us if you if you add it we gonna get you next week <laughs> you didn't call my name yeah we got y'all okay so let's shout out jacory hey jacory my sister's middle name is Corey. it is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sure is spelled like that yeah xavia hey xavia xavia Xavier, Xavier, Xavier. Xavier. Mm-hmm. Hey, Xavier. Jalea, 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 Don't be mad at us for butchering Please these names don't. this week. We try. Fuck. Carrie. Hey, Carrie. And Leanna. Hey, Leanna. Thank y'all so we much. We appreciate y'all. Hopefully, you enjoy all the content mm-hmm. over on there. We just uploaded a journal prompt for yeah. this week for the emotionally charged week we've had. Yes. I said to myself, "Let me journal about what the fuck is going on right now." Happy. so yeah also this month's playlist has just been uploaded this month's playlist it's the justice june it's good yes it's good it started off fire i'm like yes yay yes added a new little touch so okay so um, love it. yeah that information is down in the show notes down so last week's episode yes um was really fitting it was yeah. episode 145 i can't believe we're 145 episodes in now so, 146 yeah it was entitled what's going on coping with racial trauma with alex dorsey uh so the affirmation that we shared was i am tenacious and strong as my ancestors i am black and proud uh we chatted with our friend and licensed mental health professional alex dorsey to discuss racial trauma uh racial trauma or race-based stress comes from dealing with racial harassment racial violence or institutional racism so alex was kind enough to come onto the show he enlightened us on ways to cope with racial trauma how to educate and discuss traumatic events with our youth and answered our question how can we support our black men during this time so hopefully yeah you all got a chance to listen to it it's very fitting with what's going on right now yes very on trend man because um, this is traumatic so and we're much. carrying on trauma from our ancestors. Generational, baby. So, uh, yeah, if you haven't already listened, share it, tap in. Uh, it's really, really, really important, y'all, for us to take care of our mental health. We, we're we really fighting mm. at this time. We're being dragged. Man. Uh, but I have no, no short of faith in us that we're coming out on the other side. We are. We're coming out protest. with the victory. I was at a protest, and it was just beautiful. I'm like... Is this how our ancestors felt? Did they feel like change was on the horizon? I'm sure, especially marching with old Martin. Man. I was listening to some of his speeches this morning. I'm like, powerful, brother. Powerful words. Powerful. Powerful. So um, So this week. Yes, this week was popping. So this week we decided to go into the archives and run it back. Run it back, girl. We have some really powerful episodes in our archives and we know that sometimes people don't always go all the way back mm-hmm. so we got to bring it back to the forefront for yeah. you because there are tools that can be applied today right here right now in this episode where we spoke with dr jess mm-hmm. who's a psychiatrist she is i'm sure y'all have seen her she's one of us she's one of us she's we our love her too. she's constantly educating us um, she's been talking about mental health during this time as well. Mm-hmm. But in this conversation that we had with her, we talked about managing anxiety. Mm-hmm. We talked about mental health in general. We talked about therapy um, and shattering the stigma surrounding therapy. Yes. That's really what we talked about. So, um, yeah. It's useful. This information is useful during this time because a lot of us are being triggered. Yeah. And and Dr. Jess was kind enough to enlighten us on, 
you know, when when you know it's time to take therapy in, or add a therapy into your mental health and wellness journey. Yes. So don't be afraid. A lot is going on right now. I know that we're in trying times with COVID-19 Man. and the quarantine, but a lot of therapists are still been seeing, have still been seeing their clients via Zoom, Zoom call. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like maybe this is next, maybe there's somebody that you need to talk to, you can connect with somebody. And hopefully this episode gives you some insight and lets you know like, okay, yeah, this is where I am. Also outside is opening back up. So you may be able to schedule an in-person meeting. Just pull up. And- I know that I am ready to sit down. Yeah. I need to talk. I need to text my therapist. I need to talk. So we hope that you find value in this episode. Yes. If you've already listened, it's nothing like a nothing wrong with listening to a refresher. Yes. Share it. Share it. Yeah. Share it. Amplify. Amplify, Amplify melanated voices. voices. Yeah. And um, uh, yeah. All right. Bye, y'all. Okay, so today we have an amazing guest that Germany and I are both super excited about. We have Jessica Clemens, affectionately known as Dr. Jess, with us here today. Welcome, Dr. Jess. Mm -hmm. Hello. Thank Mm. you for having me. I'm excited. Yes, we are too. Thank you for being here. Yeah, and taking time out of your day and your schedule to chat with the homegirls. Yes. Sidebar, we're, we're outdoors. We're tapping into our Auntie Oprah vibe. It's Super Soul Sunday vibe. So mm-hmm. if you guys hear anything, we're in nature. Okay, yeah. people? We're in nature. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's nice outside. So, Dr. Jess, do you mind just telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and your journey, how you came to be Dr. Jess? Yeah. Um, so, let's see. I guess I always go back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. I'll keep it brief. But um, I've always wanted to be a doctor since I was, like, a small child, Um, and something that I think would always guided me in terms of the choices I made. So, um, that was kind of a seed that was planted when I was really young. I'm going to become a doctor one day. Fast forward, I end up moving to New York city to go to med school. And during that time thought I was going to like do dermatology or surgery Mm. or some other specialty, um, and really fell in love with psychiatry. Mm. Um, and so now I'm in my residency, um, at NYU finishing up in the summer um, and really just kind of developed Dr. Jess out of coming to terms with choosing psychiatry uh, as a black woman and really just a black person in medicine. You know, the thought is that you'd go and become like a surgeon, a cardiologist. So I had to deal with my parents not being really sure of why I chose it and Mm -hmm. questioning like, what are you going to get patients, all that kind of stuff. So um, Dr. Jess just kind of developed like with me, learning how to deal with those reactions and coming to terms, so to speak, and then finding that people were really interested about their mental health. Um, and so, yeah, I use social media to kind of engage people about those conversations and whatnot. So You're doing it, girl. Ah, thank you. You're Love really it. Yeah, social media can be a powerful tool when you use it correctly. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned that you're a psychiatrist. Can you explain the difference between a psychologist and a psychiatrist? Because I think a lot of us, don't understand the exact difference between the two. Yeah, no, I'm glad that you asked um, because I will admit, well, I, you know, I absolutely love my colleagues in psychology. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be frustrating sometimes when people, you know, misname kind of what your yeah. uh, expertise are. So yeah. no, no shade. Absolutely. Because again, I love my colleagues, but I, you know, it's different. Yeah. So to your question, um, a psychiatrist 
is a medical doctor. So they went to medical school um, and chose to do a residency in psychiatry. So in, in medicine, you you essentially can be any kind of doctor that you want to be as long as you do a residency in it. So um, a psychiatrist has chosen to do their residency in this particular field. Um, the main difference between a psychologist and a psychiatrist, in addition to that, is also psychiatrists are, we prescribe medications, right? Yeah. Medical doctors um, have that distinction. So um, if someone comes to see me as a psychiatrist, I can do therapy, but I'm oftentimes thinking about, does this person need medication? Mm -hmm. um, while psychologists are people who um, also spend a lot of time in school too. Um, so they you know, have completed undergraduate, just like a medical doctor, but they spend their kind of graduate years um, gaining additional kind of training in, P in PhD level mm -hmm. um, in psychology. And some of them actually do the clinical work. And so they will kind of have what's called externships Mm -hmm. where they spend a year or two kind of specializing in certain areas of mental health. Um, but they right now only can, can do therapy. Got it. Um, so that's, I guess the main distinction. They're it's not like, giving any scripts. Correct. Gotcha. No scripts. Right. <laughs> so, um, I know that sometimes people or even I could say for myself, we can come to grips with like, okay, I have to deal with my mental health, but when medication is introduced, it's a whole different ball game. It's like, whoa, 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 didn't think I was gonna be on medication. So what do you think, what role do you think medication plays in our mental health? Like, clearly you advocate for medication use, right? You're a psychiatrist, so what, what is, you know, what does that look like? Yeah, I think that's a great point. Um, so I think because I'm still very early in my career, I, I can relate a lot to the, kind of experience of people who are would you know be the receivers of mental health treatment mm -hmm. um so i can totally understand why it can be very scary to think about yeah. starting medication um when i'm approaching a patient i think about what is going to help them return to a certain level of functioning that they were at before mm -hmm. um and i think about what role would medication have in that mm -hmm. and so for people who are dealing with depression that's really resulting in that in an inability for them to really you know perform tasks like bathing mm. showering eating when they're really dragged by the ass yeah bottom of the ass completely yeah. right yeah. like i tell people depression can feel like a um having a lead plate that you're carrying around so for this person why would i wait for the results of a of therapy which i do think is great for people who have depression and there's evidence for it too mm -hmm. why would i wait when i can give a medication that um we give about four to six weeks uh, before we determine whether or not the medication's helping or mm -hmm. starting to see an effect why would i wait to help before i can you know kind of get in there and help someone so yeah. i look at medication as a way to really kind of get people back to a place that they were much more quickly than therapy therapy we're looking at months yeah. yeah, you know, it's a, a year. lot of internal work. Yes, it's a lot of work. Yeah, and and with depression, people can, you know, develop thoughts of suicide, and so yes, yes. we really need to kind of address the biological or chemical change. Um, and then also, there's some illnesses that really we just know are best treated with medication. Things like schizophrenia, mm -hmm. yes, um, yeah. bipolar mood disorder, disorder, also with mood stabilizers for that. So. Yeah, I often think about what's going to help that person to kind of get better more quickly. Yeah, the real so deal. So when Holy it comes Spirit. to going to a psychiatrist, is that something you have to receive? You have to seek a referral from your primary care physician, or can you just pull up to the psychiatrist like, "Hey, I know that something's wrong, and I need you to help me." 
because we can just go to a psychologist. We don't necessarily need a referral. We can just find one, see if they're covered under our insurance or not, mm -hmm. and then just pay them Begin a visit. Treatment, right. But with a psychiatrist, how does that process work? Do you need a referral? Yes, I think it depends. Um, right now, at least in New York City, um, you could you know you can look up a psychiatrist and and see if they accept your insurance. The sad part is in New York, you know, because the climate is already kind of the culture is people see a therapist or a psychiatrist, right? That's kind of like embedded yeah, in the culture. That is, that's a thing in NYC. Yeah. I'm like, everybody got a damn therapist. Oh, really? Is yeah. It? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm going to see my therapist. It's like <laughs> interwoven in the culture in the city. Yeah. Got it. You okay. know, it's okay. a thing. Go ahead, Dr. Jessica. Yeah, yeah. So, no, so I was saying, I think in that case, um, a lot of psychiatrists there don't take insurance. Aww. So yeah, and it's an expensive service, uh, or I don't want to say service, actually expensive treatment. Mm -hmm. um, so Damn. yeah, so so a lot of it is you can look up a psychiatrist in the same way that you would a psychologist. I don't think that this is an area that you have to be referred to, like when you're seeing a dermatologist where you need right. to see your primary care doc first. Yeah. Um, and again, I think part of it is because a lot of psychiatrists do not take insurance. They just don't reimburse you well enough. And yeah. if you're spending one hour with one person, mm -hmm. if you need that, your time back. Time back in the form of coin. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah definitely. Need it, need it back. Energy exchange. Yes. But exactly. there are resources available for people who may, you know, have difficulty paying. Got it. Okay. That's okay. good to know. We'll talk about those later. Right. Okay. So before we even get to deciding, okay, I need a therapist, I need to speak to somebody and actually going, how do we know that we need therapy? Like, is it like, do I need therapy if I don't feel depressed or down? How would I? How would you differentiate or know as a regular Joe Schmo or Jane Doe that you need <laughs> therapy? That is a great question. Um, so there's multiple types of therapies. I really, in my training, have learned a lot of like a lot of the different ones. But the one type of therapy that I really enjoy doing is like a, a kind of supportive therapy or psychodynamic therapy mm -hmm. where it's kind of the classical talk therapy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So for people who are dealing with depression, anxiety, yes, like you can absolutely be treated with this type of therapy. Mm -hmm. But to your question, um, and I so also my personal experience with this is I, I do think that if people are dealing with a lot of like repetitive issues in their life. So problems with relationships, you keep dating the wrong person or you, you can't let go of an ex um, you're having problems functioning at work. It may not make you feel depressed clinically, but you're mm -hmm. just not really performing at a level. Thriving. That you, yeah. Yeah. yeah thriving. thriving. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Those are excellent candidates. I think for the classical talk therapy where mm -hmm. you go in once a week and you just talk about whatever's on your mind. Yeah. Um, and part of it is that you start to work through those issues because a lot of it in terms of that theory, like the psychodynamic theory, it's, it's tied to relationships that you've had early on, right? How you experience people, um, how you respond to things, like you've learned that through the earliest relationships. Yeah, mm. for sure. Y'all should know by now that we love progression over here. Let's chat about what everyday progress truly means to us. Whether it's hitting those small milestones or treating ourselves to a little something something after a month of disciplined budgeting, Progress is all about balance and staying motivated. And speaking of budgeting and reaching financial goals while still enjoying life's little pleasures, have you heard about Chime? Chime's checking account offers some amazing features that can help you along your financial journey. Let me tell you about one feature that really stands out to me. Chime's Spot Me. We've all been there, right? 
dealing with overdraft fees can really throw a wrench in your financial plans. But with Chime, you can overdraft up to $200 with no fees. You heard me right, no fees. It's like having a safety net for those unexpected moments. Y'all, I had a friend who was always getting hit with hefty overdraft fees. It was a mess trying to sort it out. How do you really get ahead with that? But with Chime, you can avoid those headaches and get back on track with ease. Plus, Chime isn't just a bank. It's a community. With Boost, you can increase your spot me limit by receiving boosts from your friends. It's like having your financial back covered by your squad. So... If you're ready to take control of your finances and wave goodbye to those pesky monthly fees, open your Chime account today. Just head over to Chime.com slash bravado. That's Chime.com slash bravado. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bank Court Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Boosts are available to eligible Chime members enrolled in SpotMe and are subject to monthly limits. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. So we talked about, do you think that therapy, just going to therapy could be good for preventative care? Like say, you feel like you're functioning okay in the relationships and everything's going good, but is it still something that would be good to have, I guess a non-biased opinion or just someone that you don't know to talk to? Safe space vibe? Hmm. Um, I guess I'm still on the fence about that. Like if you're describing a person who you know, feels like they're thriving. They don't really have any kind of questions that are burning inside or, you know, they're kind of doing fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't think that that's a person who should really like focus on seeking it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say, I mean, just as a psychiatrist, you know, I'm happy that I went into it because I think my role is obviously caring for a person, but I need to also understand what my biases or thoughts are that could inform Mm. and affect treatment. And then you do start to learn about things. Like there can be things that you didn't process that could really help you. Yeah. So, so I guess to answer your question, I think if things are feeling settled for you and no one's coming up to you and saying like, you know, you really have this problem. I think that's important to know too. Yeah. Like you might think you're okay, but if people are like, actually you really have an issue with this. If that's not you, I think that, you know, hold it down. Don't worry about going. There definitely will be things in your life that may end up, yeah, Yeah. death and things lost that things can, you know, put you in a place where you need additional support. Got it. You know, you brought up a a really good point when you mentioned about biases. 
or even your own experience and how we view the world. Because at the end of the day, um, therapists are people too, right? And you have your own experience and shit happens and you are affected by everything that happens in the world too. So people sometimes, or I would say myself, you might want to connect with somebody of the same race, right? Or the same gender, because you feel like that person might relate to you yeah. more. Is cultural training or any of that part a part of like medical training? Is experience <laughs> <laughs> sorry like i'm getting excited by your question Go. <laughs> yeah um so there is what's called cultural competency mm -hmm. um training that does happen in medical training um internally like from the viewpoint of a of a resident and when i was a medical student also when we were getting these they're helpful, but they're they're just not done mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. You okay. know, like you're getting training about specific nuances within cultures, yeah. like mm -hmm. Asian population or this or that, and it it's really hard to really get someone to understand how important it is to be empathic. Yeah. So yes, we have training, but there's a lot of work to do. Yeah. Um, and so anybody out there listening who works in medical training, get with some people of color to really find out how to do this. Yeah. Okay? yeah. You got to you yeah. got to take the initiative and really want to know and learn and do better because I mean we definitely have different life experiences. Absolutely. It's I don't just, feel like I would be able to connect with probably white woman just no lie i feel i would definitely be on therapy for black girls like yeah. please be covered by my insurance because i need you yeah i don't think i could my just, mom actually went to like um just like one or two visits and that's exactly what she said she was like i just don't feel like she got me yeah i just don't feel like she got me yeah and i don't know if maybe because there's a process with therapy that you know they're not going to just get you the first visit yeah mm -hmm. how does that work you have to you unpack. Open up? yeah so yeah. Let's talk about but that. But not if I feel like you're judging me. There will be no opening. No. <laughs> if I feel like you're judging and off the rip. And that's a process, too. That's a process, too. Even opening up in therapy because the therapist can only work with what you give them. Right? Yes, They can't absolutely. really get inside of your yeah. brain and figure out things <laughs> that you're not sharing. So you have to relax, open up, and share with them so that they can say, Oh, this may be why this is happening. You're a therapist. I know she's like not, she's no, literally I, you know I'm a dropping gems. Major, yeah, but ah. that, yeah, but that's that's what. So it's like we have to do work before we even go to therapy. A little bit of work, just being able to open up mm -hmm. so that they can actually help us. So. Absolutely, yeah. I always that. advise people. If you are about to quit therapy, and also I've experienced this, people telling me this too. Mm -hmm. You know, in therapy myself you should talk to your therapist about it, right? Mm. Um, because that is going to allow them to know what you really think and mm -hmm. give them an opportunity to change if it's something that really has to do with a cultural difference. But then also you learn that you don't run from your problems, you address them. Come on, mm. bring so you back learn around. that you're like, I actually really hate being here. I had several sessions where that's what I talked about. Like I think the beginning of it was like, I don't even understand why i'm here mm -hmm. i know i went right okay but yeah. i was just like this is ridiculous like you don't understand how crazy this is that i'm here i'm black and i'm talking to you it's just so you've gone to therapy yourself yeah i'm in it come mm -hmm. yeah i'm in it but you you talk through it 
Yeah, I'd be like, girl, I don't like you that much. You, so what are some signs that we we found a good therapist? Yeah, like, like when we've connected, is it just like we because I'm we, on we, your we, shoulder? we wait? I feel like people wait for a spark. Like we hit it off. No. <laughs> She's my girl. The synergy's there. We yeah. have some common interests and goals. I'm laying on her lap. Like, <laughs> is it that? Is it? That I don't vibe? think so. No. So I I think um, if you are you you do want I think you, you want to make sure you feel like heard. Yeah. And some of the signs that your therapist is really listening is when they provide like these reflective statements that show you that they're able to like consolidate what you've told them and they're able to verbalize it back to you mm. and, and show you that they're understanding what you're experiencing. You don't want to just have them saying, mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm, the whole right. Yeah. Right. You want to like feedback. Tap in. <laughs> Give me something. Yeah, yeah. Like you and they when they show you that, that means that they're they're like empathically listening. So mm. they're saying like, you know, I'm hearing you say that at work, you feel like they're kind of ostracizing you because you're a black woman. <laughs> and like my story. you know Yeah, that's the story for so many of us. <laughs> but when they're showing you that they're thinking through it, I think that's a sign that that's someone who's going to be interested yeah. in what you're saying. Yes. I don't think the sparks is actually as important because the spark may mean that this person is trying is, is may not know it but evoking things within you that makes you feel good right i don't need my therapist to make me feel good i need my therapist to help me work through things talk about it yeah you know because i think that's what we're waiting on our therapist to make us feel good you know like oh that was great i feel great i feel liberated like kind of motivated motivated motivating us though in a different way, like not us, motivating us to necessarily change. Yeah. But motivating us to like, okay, I could keep going through like life. Like a doing word this. from church. It's not a word from church. Yes. yes. Like a word yeah. from church. We look that for that, I think, as people of color. We yeah. do. We because do. we have so much. And so the way that we've been able to kind of maintain is we get these like inspirational experiences. Yes. This warm message that mm-hmm. carries us for a week. Your therapy is you getting into like, why you feel like your therapist isn't understanding yeah, you. Yeah, the mm-hmm. knit grit. The knitting, yeah, and that's where you then you start to develop being more assertive and confident, and the anxiety you experience starts to decrease because you're stepping into the world as who you are. Mm-hmm. It's, so you I, might I think not it's always feel good when, she, no. when you're leaving Doesn't these therapy good. sessions. You might feel like, okay, so what the fuck just happened? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Now I'm upset. I feel worse. <laughs> yes. But later on down the line, you'll understand why. Yeah, you come back. You may talk about that at the next session. You may say, I left out feeling like crap. Shit. Yeah, like, girl, what's up? And they may yeah. say to you, well, why do you think that? You did this. That's what I, I think I need therapy to deal with my anxiety. It's so bad. I think it's great. I mean, I really advocate for therapy. Ugh, okay. Yeah, it might help you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'm tapping in. So, let's say someone lands in your office. How can we tell between just feeling down and feeling really being depressed? Because I can be down for two days. Like I'm just in a depression. I'm not. I'm in a depression right now. That, that was me. Two weeks yeah. ago, I was like depressed, girl. But Don't obviously, <laughs> obviously, there's a difference between having a bad day, maybe even a bad week, bad couple weeks, and being clinically depressed. So what are like some signs that you're depressed versus we throw just being down? Because like we people say really depressed. throw it around like depressed. I'm late to work, I'm depressed. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's true. I didn't get my tickets to the concert now. Depressed. I'm depressed. I'm depressed. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think you're you're bringing up what a lot of people need to understand is that um it's clinical, like clinical depression is what I'm, I'm really there to help with. Um, in addition to like therapy and the stuff we've been talking about, but clinical depression really is, it's consistent over a number of weeks. 
Mm. Most most of the time, like we're looking at, we are in fact looking at at least two weeks of depressed mood. And then there's five of nine symptoms that we look at that make up what's like the clinical depression. Mm. Um, and so if you're feeling that depressed feeling for, again, most of the days over a period, most of the time for a period of a couple weeks, um, and you may notice that you're having trouble concentrating, mm-hmm. um, not sleeping as well, your appetite's lower, mm-hmm. um, you're not really interested in those things that were fun, that can be a sign that you are, in fact, dealing with a clinical depression. Mm, okay. Um, but I think it's normal. I want to really normalize feelings. It's very normal to feel sadness and allow yourself to feel that, but just recognize if it starts to linger and now it's affecting aspects of your, you know, your overall functioning. Yeah. That's when it could be clinical. Mm. Okay. Got it. Okay. So we're going to go with the ebbs and flows. It's okay to be sad. Yes. yes you might. I am. Absolutely. Yeah, it's okay. I'm like, what's wrong? Not all the time, but you know, it happens. sometimes I have my moments where I'm just down. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, okay, life. Right. So mm-hmm. I brought up anxiety. Uh, I know that a lot of people deal with anxiety, especially the climate of our country, stress over just little things, you know. How do we manage or deal with anxiety? Like, do you have clients who discuss like, hey, I feel like I'm anxious as hell all the time? Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the main um, disorders that I treat a lot. I mean, I'm at NYU, so Bellevue Hospital, we see really every type of illness mm-hmm. um, but in terms of like patients who come into the office it's generally they're dealing with depression or anxiety mm-hmm. so yes um, you know that the options of, as far as what I offer are medication mm-hmm. or therapy um, and and there's a type of therapy I think is really helpful for like generalized anxiety or OCD and they have evidence for it it's called cognitive behavioral therapy and you start to learn about the way that you're thinking affects um, your behavior and your feelings affect your thinking and you start to really pay attention to mm. your thoughts with the goal of recognizing how much they are affect affecting the way that you feel um, and then you start to kind of practice things to help reduce your anxiety mm. um, through like a different you know kind of further on in the treatment yeah okay yeah I've, I've had anxious <laughs> feelings my anxiety I always feel like something bad is gonna happen I don't know why I, I'm like and then I try to give myself therapy like okay <laughs> did a lot of bad things happen in your life that makes you feel like something bad is gonna happen and mm. I'm like no not really and that's when I'm like, okay, I need to talk to somebody because this doesn't make any kind of sense. It doesn't make any kind of sense. That's what I do. You know me. I be stressed driving. I'm like, Lord, don't let somebody hit my car. <laughs> but at but least I you've been why. in an accident. I've been in you've hell been in multiple accident. accidents. So, so that's I've been valid. On the road, like, please, Lord, shield of protection over this car. Mm-hmm. That's valid. Shit, it be stressing me out. But yeah, and anxiety can be physical too. Yeah. So you may not even recognize your thoughts. Like some people are not really that. In- kind of introspective to realize that they're having these worrisome thoughts but they may feel it so yeah. there's yeah. the tension that you're carrying in your back not not from like you know having a rough week but like that's where you carry your anxiety yes. or, or heart yes. palpitations um sweaty, or sweaty hands. hands yeah things that come up that Me. show you that you may be feeling a anxious little, yeah okay um but I think meditation and mindfulness is a way to kind of help keep yourself in the moment. Yeah. Yes. It can be a good way to kind of cope with some of the symptoms of anxiety. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the, there's, a, there's a, a lot of people are experiencing anxiety. Yeah. I yeah. was better being when I was black, doing my yoga. And being black in America <laughs> is an anxious thing. Absolutely. Period. Okay. 
it's tough. Yeah, I know. And then also, I, I feel like social media, like things are just coming in by the minute. Yeah. Every minute it's like, this is happening. This is happening. This happened. It's like, okay, wait, it's too much. Got to mm-hmm. disconnect because now I'm feeling anxious about things that don't even pertain to me. That's why I, I had hate- to turn my news notifications off. They were like, everything was like breaking news. This is happening now. I'm like, everything is happening and it's breaking news and it's bothering me. Yeah. I cannot tap into what's really what I need to really know because everything is happening. Right. Everything is breaking news. It no, is. it's true. I think you should definitely. Monitor what you're taking in. Yeah, yes. it is a lot of stim- stimulation. We yeah. don't really know what the effects are. Yeah. yeah. Mm, changing it. So that's a good segue into coping mechanisms. So mm-hmm. um, turning off notifications and being mindful, practicing yoga are good ways to cope with being anxious. Mm-hmm. But how can we tell between healthy coping mechanisms and unhealthy? Because a lot of us might go shopping, spend a check and get it right back. Yeah. And mm-hmm. say it's therapy. And that can be a negative behavior sometimes if you're not doing it responsibly. So how can we tell between, okay, this is a healthy coping mechanism and this is not that healthy? Yeah, I think that's a wonderful question. Um, You know, uh, people may not even realize some of their behaviors that they're doing are in fact helping them deal with Mm. like symptoms of anxiety. Um, So I think the way that you can tell, you know, is you can't really just use hey am i feeling better right because a lot of those things like that retail therapy yeah. feels good in the moment but if you if you really are honest with yourself is this destructive i think mm. is a question to ask yourself when you're choosing what to do you know a lot of people are smoking marijuana and yeah. drinking alcohol especially you know i think in the black community we use those substances as a way to treat the symptoms mm-hmm. um you know, and a lot of it really is historical and not having access to care and right. being forced to be in care and whatever when we are, you know. So I think asking yourself this question, like, is this potentially harmful? Is this destructive? If you're like me, I'm very introspective. So I could be like, is this destructive and be real with myself? Mm-hmm. If you're not there, I think you should really ask yourself, like, in the long run, would my mom be proud of me? Yeah. if I'm co- Maybe that's a way to ask mm, yourself, okay. right? Take it there. Take yeah. it there. Like, yeah. would mom agree with me shopping every time I feel stressed at work? Would mom mm-hmm. be like, you need to chill out? If the answer is yes, she would say you need to chill out. Probably shouldn't do it. Probably shouldn't do it. And there are definitely other things that you could do that really are helpful, like exercising, mindfulness, yes, yoga, things that really help you also tap into your feelings yes. and learning how to sit with things. Connecting with some other folks. You know, I feel yes. like being around good people also motivates you to do better, be better, um, Speaking of which, how do we remove ourselves from, like, toxic situations, you know? When people just dragging us, how do we let go? That can be tough. You know? Is that something that therapy will help you with? Yes, I think therapy can help you um approach what to do with toxic relationships or and you know toxic environments because you really will explore those particular issues in depth and probably why you're keep why you keep going exactly back to them. Mm-hmm. so you'll kind of work at getting at the root um of it so i totally agree yeah therapy could help with that like classical talk therapy mm. um in terms of what to do you know i'm i'm at a stage in my life where i'm i think i've had plenty of sessions of therapy now I understand what's important for me and accepting my feelings and the work I'm doing to help other people with that that I'm I'm a little bit more kind of direct in terms of what I want so I'm at a place where 
If it's, it's not working, well, yeah, yeah, I'm we're, not, done. we're done. Deuces, fool. Right. Yeah. But, you know, there's a way that you can do it that's healthy and not, you know, like putting the other person out to dry. But I think if you're not quite there, I think starting to really focus more attention on the things that are good for you. So mm. focus your attention on those healthy relationships and start to, like, spend less time nurturing the relationships that are toxic and they will naturally fade Fall out yeah. Yes. yeah and if it's an environment like a job you want to start maybe looking for jobs that align more with what you want mm -hmm. and start to transition out of what's not helpful anymore yeah start manifesting that good stuff right? yeah we're all about manifesting yeah totally. we call it in we always call things into us we're like all right universe whatever you want to call it yeah come bring all that here Please. No, I, I, I'm a believer of that as well. Man, Power it works. manifestors. Yes. Yeah. Um, so as a psychiatrist, what are you mentioned being in therapy, but what are some ways that you honor yourself and practice self-care? Because you're exchanging a lot of energy, I'm sure, in your sessions, mm -hmm. and you have to be operating at your best level in order to help others. So what are some ways that you implement self-care or take care of yourself? Yeah, I love that question. Thank you for checking on the therapist. Um, I I just listen to my body, you know, like I I'm like a my philosophy in life is just like enjoy it and you don't overindulge and just kind of like do those things that make you feel good with mm -hmm. the you know, not the stuff mom wouldn't be proud of. Right, but right. like you know, so I like take care of myself by spending time with people that really make me feel good and mm -hmm. having that exchange and seeing them thrive off of that exchange. Um, you know, I eat what I want to eat and try to just do it in moderation. And I just, I, my approach is just really to not try to like be perfect and just mm -hmm. like simply be, and like what you guys were talking about with manifesting, just focusing on those things I want to see yes. out of life and trying to just make my life look like that. Yes. So I definitely have bitten off of the kind of mindfulness yeah. way of thinking. I definitely have yeah, I integrated that. We're all biting off a piece of that elephant. Yeah. yeah. I love it. So we all are. 2019, right? Yes. Because you're making this your year. You're doing things that you want. You're calling in those things that you want. The Be Well series, right? Mm -hmm. This conversational series that you do and um, creating a platform for people to connect with and explore this conversation of mental health and wellness tell everybody more about that because that's super interesting and the girls need to tap in i think it also helps make therapy mental and mental health diet more digestible palatable. for our people yeah it's hard for our folks yeah yeah people of color we don't always know how to check in we always like okay god's gonna fix it yeah pray it away pray it away or we do the cranes in the sky method Drink it away, shop yeah. it away. Okay, yeah. Away, away. Yeah, away, away. <laughs> so tell everybody about the Be Well series. Yeah, I'm glad you asked. So Be Well, it's a conversation series that I started, like, last year. Mm -hmm. um, the, the goal really is, like, I see myself as, like, one of the things that I really think is my purpose is inspiring people. So my goal is to kind of take these people who are – incredibly interesting mm -hmm. accomplished right um that have a huge platform so mm -hmm. usually it's like a recording artist or fashion designer mm -hmm. um really trying to get into like activists different people who are like doing it yeah take their story and 
talk about things that they normally don't in such a way that as an audience member, you walk away inspired and encouraged. Mm. So like you're hearing your favorite artists talk about how they had to deal with like ASAP Ferg. I had him for February. He was incredible hearing him talk about what it was like to lose his father and, Mm. and share his grieving experience. Right. If you're in the audience and you've dealt with that or you're dealing with that, you may be in the process of losing someone to see someone that you look up to and maybe wonder what they have that made them successful like you're hearing them go through things so I hope that people walk away like if they went through that and they're still thriving I can too yeah. mm-hmm. um, and so that's like the main kind of goal and then the other part obviously which is very very important which I do every time is try to normalize conversations about mental health yeah so I find that because people are sitting with the psychiatrist even though it's not a therapy session they still talk about the things like emotion or substances maybe not through their direct experience of dealing with it, but other people in their life. Mm -hmm. So again, it's so that when you leave, you know, they're having the conversation, I can continue it. And then I always encourage people to get help. You know, even you just mentioning that when you're experiencing or when you're, yeah, experiencing these conversations that are happening with a therapist or just talking about certain issues that open up these own feelings that you might be struggling with or going through, it really does put things into perspective because when I was watching In Session Live with Dr. Justin Charlemagne the God, uh, um, I was like, damn, <laughs> Uncle Charlotte. Uncle Char- I was like, <laughs> tapped in. I feel like, I was like, oh my God, I'm learning so much. And then the things that he was saying and you guys were just conversing about, it really like triggered some things in myself where I started to think and I'm like, oh shit, I feel like I'm in therapy. Yeah. Mm. I'm in session. You know, I'm like, this is my session. Yeah. And then I had to record it and let my honey watch it. I'm like, tap in. He <laughs> might be saying something that you're identifying with. That's so true. It is real. That really happens. Speaking about that, um, <laughs> that just brought a question to me. Like, so is there a way that say we have a family member or a significant other that we know we we can identify that there's a problem and they may benefit from professional help is there a way that we can get them to go get to that help go get that help go to therapy do you have any suggestions for that i mean i know they have to make a personal decision mm-hmm. but is there a way that we can kind of push them or give a loving nudge <laughs> in that direction because there's a lot of times where we either, I mean, I guess we do have a choice, but we're going to be interacting with these people. And it's like, I can't interact with you if you're like this and I want to interact with you and you need help. Like, what can we do, if anything, to help people? Yeah, I think, you know, that's, it's such, it's so difficult because like you said, it's still, it still is up to the person in most cases to seek out treatment as an outpatient, meaning like in the office. Mm-hmm. And, and then each state has different kind of laws about how a person can be in or engage in treatment kind of against their will, mm-hmm. right? Like an emergency level, right, right. like, you know, and there's, there's different. A hold. Yes. 50, 50. Yeah. And so, you know, in cases like if you have a loved one that you are worried about their safety, they're suicidal, they've called you and said some things, they've had shown you some things like that they've done to themselves, any of that, um, you can call 911 and, and kind of start that process that way, mm-hmm. where then they will be brought into an emergency room, evaluated by a psychiatrist, and then based on the state that they're in, the determination would be made with what they could do. Like if this is in fact someone who needs to be hospitalized. 
Um, so definitely if you're worried, worried, worried about someone, like you can always call. And then they have like hotlines that you can maybe even call and ask about if you're not sure. Mm -hmm. Because substance use is actually really tricky because unfortunately um, it's not seen as a mental health illness even though we do treat people who have substance use problems so we, we really can't force people and yeah. I have so many sad stories of people come into the emergency room and I'm like I can't keep them oh. you know because they're not even if the substance like induces that's that different happens. that's it's different so, so like you know if the substance use has induced some type of suicidal behavior I could hold them but okay. then oftentimes if we think it's because they were intoxicated and you're they, on a trip. You can't just be like, I, I can't need help. Keep, I'm on a trip. Bring me down. Right. We'll we'll monitor you. We'll keep you in the hospital for a little bit of time. But in terms of hospitalizing you, when you go up onto the unit and yeah, no. process and see psychiatrists and get outpatient treatment, that unfortunately the laws don't support that. So, but definitely there've been people who come in and they're like, it's just a horrible, sad situation. But you know, that's when you tell them about resources for substance use. I'm going on and on. No, you're um, not. <laughs> but I will say for, for just kind of like you're not sure, you have a loved one that, you know, you think that they're depressed in the way that we talked about. Yeah. Um, I always think about just opening space for them. Mm -hmm. You know, think about it. If somebody's forcing you to do something, you don't do it. Do it, right? right. Like if your mom is telling you to clean up your room or your spouse or partner or whatever is like, fussing at you to do the dishes you're not gonna yeah do gonna it. take my time yeah right. <laughs> right but if you have those people in your mind that you can think about that kind of were empathic they listen mm -hmm. they, they absorb what you were feeling and tried to help you realize that they get it and just encouraged you you you're probably more than likely to follow stuff that they've recommended mm -hmm. so be that person right hey friend it seems like you're having a hard time like I'm I'm worried about you. Would you be willing to talk about what's going on? Mm. Um, no, no, I'm not ready. Okay, well, listen, I know that I've dealt with this and it's been helpful for me to go to treatment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like put yourself in their shoes. Yeah. yeah. And hear you say, it's affected me too. You are not alone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Got it. Got it. Yeah. We got Try it. that. And, and then, you know, if they're willing, go through the process with them. Like, Help them set up appointments. You know, you don't want to enable them, but if you need to kind of get them started. Yeah, yeah. But I guess the, the overarching theme is it's a, it's a really difficult spot to be in. And yeah. there's no way that you can really force people. And that's what's sad. Yeah, they got to go when they're ready. So do you have um, family members that come to you wanting you to be their therapist oh hell yeah like what you know you just in random conversation like girl so what you think is going on with me like or do you find yourself reading your friends and like telling them like girl i think this might be going on like <laughs> how hard is how, that like how does that work um i think luckily it doesn't happen often i definitely have family members who when we're together you know we'll talk about those things but i find it to be exciting we don't get into fine details mm -hmm. but sometimes it's like I do give that kind of open way of sharing what I'm thinking as a way to kind of encourage them. Mm -hmm. And then I tell them, like, you need to get in therapy. Or, you know, I think that's what you should do. Um, so, yeah, like, it doesn't come up a lot. And with my friends, I don't think that I'm, like, analyzing them. <laughs> but who knows? You You're know? not reading them. You're not reading them. But I think I'm so real with them in mm -hmm. terms of my own kind of life and what I experience that – they don't experience me as like the know-it-all and I have right, everything together. Right, right. Uh -huh. I think they experience that like she has training in this. Yes, she's probably going to be able to give me some advice that's really helpful. But then I also share things in my life. Yeah. So yeah. It feels like an yeah, exchange. It's a friendship. It's yeah. just back and forth. Got yeah. it. What are your thoughts on teletherapy? Like we hear a lot about talk space. Oh, yeah. Do you think that 
that's a good resource for like a primary therapist or is it like a gateway into therapy? What are your thoughts on the teletherapy? Yeah, so there, I mean, there's, there is, I think, some evidence out there in psychiatry. We call it like telepsychiatry. So like, yeah, telemedicine. Um, so there is like a whole wave of research about it and, and people can, you know, psychiatrists can certainly take jobs where they um, perform that. And actually in the, one of the emergency rooms I work in, um, I sometimes will do that for an, an emergency room that doesn't have a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really an advocate for the in-person work, mm -hmm. uh, but I get it. Not everyone can do that or afford it. So I think it's helpful to certainly try. But my thought is the real, real, real work is when you're in the room. Because as a, as a psychiatrist slash therapist, whatever, you want to kind of hear that, um, there's a you there's something called countertransference. And so that's kind of your own emotion that comes up in response to the patient. Mm -hmm. um, and you can't really get that if you're not in the room. Got, Got it. it. Right? So, and that's useful. I use it to help guide me in what I would share, what I'm thinking, or maybe even reveal to the person later that you evoke a lot of this in me. What do you think about that? Mm. Um, so, yeah, short answer, I think it's I think it's a good way to get started. Yeah. And if that's the only way that you can get help, you're in a town where there's not really a lot of therapists, do it. Yeah. Um, but if you're able to really do the work and get in therapy in person, I think that's... Transition. Yeah. Get in there. Get in the door. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There's resources. When there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> <laughs> so about stress, that's, this is something that a lot of our listeners ask about. Stress. How do you handle mood swings and stress mm -hmm. I don't really know like I guess I don't really know I don't think I really have mood swings but I have been stressed a lot those I get stressed easily honestly but do you have any, su <laughs> do you have any suggestions for managing stress I guess when it's at a manageable when it's at a manageable level yeah I mean you know stress it's tricky right there's you stress which is helpful that gets you up and gets you know helps you to perform it's the good kind of stress that you have it's mm -hmm. what makes you shoot a podcast organize right, it right, right like right. how you guys are it it's can be useful but i think when it's too much um it can start to make you like irritable and kind of more on edge and snappy um and then start to wear on your health right mm -hmm. like you have a lot of cortisol which is a hormone that's released during stressful times and that leads to like belly fat and then mm -hmm. belly fat is like around the central organ so stress is definitely there's a fine line um i think in terms of coping you want to do things to kind of reduce your overall stress so if it's work-related stress, delegate, talk about things. If it's stress at home, like, you know, find out ways to organize yourself a bit more. If it's um, the fact that you're stressful, you feel more stressed because you're actually dealing with a lot of anxiety, um, you want to treat the anxiety. So um, it's hard for me to tell you, it's like, not just you, but anybody yeah, exactly right. what to do, except be aware of it mm -hmm. and try to do things that can help reduce it. Yeah. Makes sense. So you tap in. You got to be mindful. You got to figure out what in your life is stressful and figure out how to alleviate the stress. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So 
We're going to transition to our girlfriend gag. Ah, okay. Our girlfriend gag. She's like, "Mm, what's this? (laughs) So our girlfriend gag is where you girls out there can send us questions, comments, concerns to contact at theblackgirlbravado.com. And then we come here and we chat about it and weigh in. So we have some questions from some listeners that we picked out. And we're going to ask Dr. Jess her opinion. So the first question, what are some tips to combat overthinking, to combat overthinking? Another uh, thing I have a problem with. Yeah, so <laughs> your question. Right, I should have. <laughs> um, some tips to combat overthinking. Let's see. I mean, it's so tricky because first of all, you have to recognize that you're doing it. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes by the time you recognize it, it may be like you're already down towards the end of your line of processing, uh-huh. right? Like you're like you're already imagining that the world's coming to an end because mm. you thought all those steps. So as much as you can, you want to try to start to recognize that you're overthinking mm. which is again hard right so yeah. you, step one i guess and then i think in terms of stopping it i think like once you recognize it ask yourself the opposite question like if you're oh my god like you know this guy he didn't call me back right away so that means like he doesn't like me and if he doesn't like me no one else will like me and if no one else likes oh, me yeah. then, you know spiral. yeah right so then you want to start to maybe ask yourself an alternative question like okay this guy didn't call me back Sure, okay, my first thought is he doesn't like me, but what else could it be? Mm -hmm. Right. Right? Start to evoke some other lines of thinking and just see where that takes you. Um, And then I always like to rely on support. So I think this is just things I'm running off on top of my head. I don't have, like, an actual Mm -hmm. thing. I think if you have a friend that knows that you have that problem, don't overuse it. But maybe you should ask them, like, um, to kind of help you weigh in on something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Instead of you sitting alone trying to think about how much this guy doesn't like you and how to lead to you never being happy in life right maybe right. you should just call in some resources yeah, yeah. On a friend, so they right? can say oh no you know and even if he doesn't shoot bad you'll find somebody yeah. else it's okay you'll get over it he doesn't matter anyway and then you're like you're right i right. was thinking about it i was doing too much right yeah. and then yeah and it yeah. incorporates involving other people yeah we do that a lot i overthink you overthink i'm like girl Right. What you think about this? Yeah, and and it can be helpful, like it you is. know, and then you start to know what friends you have that kind of, or what colleagues, if mm-hmm. it's work related. Yes. Um. Yeah. Support you. Yeah. So, what are or do you have any resources or best resources for seeking medical services? And are there any free or cost efficient resources maybe that you know of? Oh yeah. So um, I I haven't. I'd love to be on therapy for Black Girls podcast too. Yeah. I love I love the work she's doing. Yeah. Um, I think that's an incredible resource, particularly for, um, you know, black women who are looking for a therapist. Um, So that's obviously one resource. The other thing you can look up are federally funded health programs. You can just Google it. That will be kind of the, you know, quote unquote free Free. care. You know, you, you. The thought is kind of you do get what you pay for, meaning, you know, these will be doctors who are invested. Like I'm going to spend time working in this type of clinic, but I'm I'm constrained by the limits of the clinic. So I can only see people for 30 minutes. Mm. Right. So I'm kind of limited, although I'm going to do my best to give the same care. Yeah, I'm still limited. But that's a great way to find care right away. Um, If you're in New York City, uh, NYC Well is a is a resource that you can look up and they have a number that you can text. Mm -hmm. So I would look up whatever like city you're listening from to see what resources they have. Um, And then if you have insurance, insurance also will reimburse you now. The Obamacare kind of helped roll that out where mental health treatment is actually considered 
important treatment. So yeah, that's great. Yeah, they'll reimburse you. My insurance reimburses like $100 nice. a session. So depending on the type of therapist you're seeing, that might end up covering all of it. Majority of it. Yeah. It? Yeah, yes. Tap in, girls. <laughs> um, one question. We have two more questions. Another one. How can we help remove the negative stigma surrounding mental health on an individual level? Um, talk about it. I think, uh, you know, that is a huge issue within the black community and it affects um, how we access, access care. But I think stigma begins by just being honest and talking about it, right? Stigma is this kind of thought that you're alone in it and that if you share this, that somehow you'll be like undesirable or people will think about you differently. But I think if you kind of have these conversations and just make it normal, right? Mm -hmm. People are completely open now to me saying like, gotta go guys, I got therapy, right? Yeah. And it just, it makes it normal. So yeah. I think as an individual, just don't be afraid to share. You may not give every detail, but yeah. like you could share like, you know, X, Y, Z. And yeah. See what you get back. You'll be surprised. People are so ready to talk. They yeah. are. Yeah. And even social media. As much as social media drags us, yes. it's been such a, a a space for people to discuss wellness and mental health. It's become more popular, especially with platforms like yours. I mean. Yeah, it's normalized. Helping helpful. to normalize it. You're doing it. Yeah. yeah I mean. People can tune into my lives. On yes, Ask the lives every Saturday or Sunday are amazing. I be yeah. in there. Oh, uh, yes. yes. And we have a good time. Yes, yes. it's a do. great time. It's, it's a great time. Motivating. <laughs> so off the rip, what's your favorite book or do you have a favorite book recommendation? It doesn't have to be psychiatry. It can be anything that makes you feel good, that you think people should read. Yeah. What? I'm going to now show my political views. Okay. My favorite book. <laughs> It's not even funny. It's just like, okay, we'll see how people respond to this. But my favorite book is Revolutionary Suicide by Huey P. Newton. Okay. okay now it's I'm his, just yeah, it's <laughs> his autobiography. I think what I, obviously like the Black Panther Party really did do a lot in terms of social movements for all, like the, you know, free lunches was mm -hmm. something that they've started. Yeah, they yeah, start, yeah. so there's a lot of initiatives and there's actually a really great book written by a sociologist, mm -hmm. um, about the Black Panthers and their particular movement. So I just love to learn kind of where he, what he was thinking. And he was this person who was initially, you know, not formally educated. And so he shared like what it was like to learn how to read and then to put, to put together a book about his life. And then you learn about how he felt it, like what he felt it was important to support black people during a time when, you know, there was absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely no right. So I, I really love that book. I find it incredibly inspiring. Okay. Tapping in. Okay. Yeah. We'll be purchasing. So, <laughs> so last question. First, did you watch Love Is? I, I don't know. Okay. On probably. own? Oh, I didn't get to watch it. Cool. Okay. I didn't. Wow. But How I, about Insecure? Yes. Okay. So. <laughs> Oh, here we go. What advice would you have for Molly if she came into your office seeking therapy? What would you tell her? Because we all have things we would tell her. I'd be yelling at my TV like Molly. Particularly when she was dating the, yeah, yeah. the dating issues. I've Molly and her dating issues. I seen Dro's raggedy ass at a concert Stop. one day. And I was you like, still hate him, right? Hey, I was she like, was like, look at Dro standing. I was like, he's not Dro right now. She was like, look at Dro standing over there. I'm like, why is Dro here? Fuck, boy. Get out. Get out here. You don't belong. That means he did a good job in his he Yeah, He did. He did, because he's Dro to me, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess before I answer, just one caveat is most, just so people know about what they get from therapy, um, 
most most therapists are not going to give you direct advice. Oh, okay. And the reason is because like then you start this is just my thought, like then you start to become dependent on that relationship yeah. yes. instead of it being like you're figuring out, but you're you're figuring out together. Right. But you're coming to your own understanding. Yeah. And also like again, if I'm like do this this and this, like if you do it, you know, kind of like you know when you learn something, like it, it feels yeah, it feels real. Yeah. But I will say what I'm really thinking. Okay, yeah, but I want to caveat that. Yes. Um, I think I would I would be interested in Molly's early relationships, like mm -hmm. you know, which we did learn about her mother and father, right, during yes. the scene, um, where her mother did condone her father's cheating, cheating. behavior. So yeah. I would, as a psychiatrist, I'd be interested in that and helping her to see that mm. connection. But then it also, I think, um, I think she's avoiding probably this feeling of like she has a lot of success professionally but still not having that kind of relationship that she's looking for and so she's almost self-sabotaging by choosing a person who's not really available so that yeah. means she doesn't have to be vulnerable and really see where it goes and can she be successful in a relationship and I think she's kind of like avoiding that mm. um so that's what I would kind of think about in the therapy but then my like advice if she were like my homegirl would yeah be like, homies <laughs> chill out yeah like let it go you're playing yourself yeah you're out here looking crazy right. like crazy meaning like you just look like you're this is gonna blow up in your face mm. right because mm. clearly he's not this isn't an open relationship otherwise he wouldn't be sneaking around right mm. like you're getting played mm. Tell that would her. be my homegirl advice. But as a therapist, we would get to that. Right. Because we would explore those Taking things and help her route. see that connection. Yeah. Ooh, girl, child, you done read her. Same. <laughs> my, my, my. Okay. Okay. So, Dr. Jess, tell everybody where they can find you yeah. online, how to connect with you. Tell them your Can't tea, Can't wait to the Be Well events come to LA. LA yeah. OMG, maybe you guys can help me we do need, that. Of course. Because I'm one person. I, I have a great team. I definitely have to shout them out. Yes. So people can find me on Instagram, mm -hmm. Ask Dr. Jess. I'm also on Twitter now. So that's a great place to kind of get some of my thoughts about yeah. depression, anxiety. I do a lot of posting about that there. And then my website is AskDrJess.com. And if you're a therapist, go there. I'm trying to collect information because I have some stuff I want to roll out for yes. people who are looking for therapy um, also. But yeah, I got to shout out Christina Hammond and Ashley hey, Pineda. Girl. Yeah, we've been kikiing with Christina. Yeah. She's a gem. She is a gem. Like these two women have been incredible in terms of helping me. I'm still a full-time, you know, resident. Yes. I'm a psychiatrist. I see patients, but they're really helping to kind of keep things going. So mm -hmm. this the girl group. Yes. You need it. Yeah. Powerful girl group. Um, yes. And yeah, like if people are interested in kind of having me come out, definitely message me. I I try my best to answer people. I tell people I'm I'm available. Like yeah. you know, reach out on social media. Yeah, for sure. So, okay, we'll get a um petition going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to get be well to LA. I spent a lot of time out here. Yes. Yeah. So. Tell everybody about the lives. Oh yeah. So the lives are really cool. That's kind of how it started. Um I do Instagram lives. Every Saturday or Sunday, I'll actually do one while I'm here in L.A. Um, and maybe that could be like in front of an audience. I don't know. But um, it's really just like a 45 minute to one hour kind of. It's not a session like a therapy session, but it is kind of a session where yeah. I pick a topic and we talk about my view a lot of it is practical um and then you know i try to give tips so i've talked about like what to do with toxic spaces 
recently I was feeling a lot of love. So I talked about kind of owning your power. Love that one. Yeah, yes. it felt good. I was really Loved it. intoxicated with love. I'm like, I'm moving love. in power even more this week. Yes. 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 So I try to do that. I want people to walk away feeling inspired and also like using the comments to kind of engage. And I, I can see the comments that people put up mm -hmm. during the lives. And I see people doing that. Like this has helped me or she said this or make sure of that. So I think it's a great way to just kind of like check in for an hour and get some tools um, and work to destigmatize, you know, this yes. work. Yes. So yeah. You guys use Dr. Jess as a resource. Use her platform as a resource. She has tons of great information. Yes. The lives are awesome. We Thank tune you. into the lives. Um, mm -hmm. Get your life. Yes. Meet happy in you'll be you'll be thankful yes. so again dr jess thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule yes. to speak with uh -huh. us and our audience uh -huh. we appreciate it so much dr jess is also our soror yeah. yes. we always talk about our sorority on here so i mean you know thank you ethel yeah thank you ethel. yes um Tappy so in. yeah thank you guys for listening today we hope we'll you enjoyed the you episode later. and we'll talk to you next week bye, bye. love you Thank you.